Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Holy cow, guys, this is episode 50. That makes me so excited to share uh, the message I have to share with you today. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. It's Dr. Fiona Lovely here, and this is Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. I hope everyone's having a great week, a great day uh, here in Canada. We're starting to experience some spring weather and it's about time for heaven's sakes um, recording this podcast on the 30th of April. So uh, we should have some flowers up by now, but we don't. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, um, this week I thought I'd share with you uh, some I think some thoughts that have just been kicking around my head recently about uh, how we as women perceive stress and how it's a very different experience for us than it is for men. And um, it turns out there's some really cool um, evolutionary evolutionary biology that's involved here, um, some links to uh, adrenal exhaustion and hormonal chaos, and then we get into some of the spiritual stuff here. So, um, and as always, I'm going to finish with some action steps. Heard from you that you last week's episode really, you really enjoyed or connected with the um, meditation I did at the end. So, thank you for that feedback. That's always awesome to hear. Okay, so I was recently reading uh, Daniel Laporte's latest book, which is called White Hot Truth. I don't believe it's available yet for purchase. I could just be dead wrong, but I have a feeling it's not until this week coming up. I had an advanced copy and um, it's awesome, guys. If you're not familiar with Danielle Laporte, which I believe is daniellelaporte.com, please go and listen to her. She's a fabulous Canadian thought leader um, and just awesome all around. So book is great. But one of the things she was talking about in the health chapter was about, she, she posed an idea that she referred to as hypervigilance which is something that we as women suffer from. So let me explain that a little bit. So um, first of all, when 
when I heard the words hypervigilance in, re- in reference to what women experience on a daily basis, it literally stopped me in my tracks. I am absolutely this person, so I'm going to suggest that probably a great deal of you listening will also resonate with this message. So the idea here is that we have this perpetual surveillance of our surroundings the people in our surroundings and our environment that goes on our waking hours. And the unrest that that can stir up, I'm going to suggest is probably the reason why a lot of us don't get great sleep at night because our brains are so used to being on and turned on. So let me talk to you about why that happens. So uh, it was Gay Hendricks himself who said, uh, for where I heard the term internal fish flops uh, in his book called uh, The Big Leap, which is just one of my favorite uh, spiritual and self-help books of all time. But anyways, he talks about how the fish that managed to make their way out of the ocean and ended up on the beach had uh, all kinds of, you know, flopping-like activity, which was their brains and their bodies going, oh, my God, this is not my environment. Uh, Oh, my God, how do I get back in the water? Oh, my God, how do I breathe? How do I eat? How do I... Eventually, we flopped ourselves into growing legs and the ability to breathe air. Um, so I suppose there's from an evolutionary point of view, a, um, biological reason that the fish flops are going to work. Maybe it's part of our, uh, evolution now, but what it translates to. So our brains have this really primitive part that say, um, we must be perpetually assessing the environment for threat. Now, part of that is that we uh, birth the babes and we rear them while potentially our male partners are out hunting um, and bringing food back. And so part of that is that we are, um, uh, our, our most animal nature is that we are protecting our young. Now, I don't have kids, so obviously it's not just about children, but more about what could be threatening in our environment. So when we're continuously looking for where that next threat is coming from, that hyper alert state turns out is one of the biggest factors in adrenal fatigue and adrenal exhaustion. And of course, that totally makes sense. You don't have to be a scientist to figure that out. If the systems are continually pumping the juices of, hey, I need to prepare for anything at any time, then it's not going to be very long before we're exhausted. Now, you pile on the spiritual challenge of perimenopause and a woman's midlife on top of that stress, oh shit, it's no wonder we have hormonal chaos. We don't have the resources to be able to make the hormones that we need for balance. And on top of that, we're on hyper alert. So it turns out that a great deal of the stress that we feel, certainly biological because our brains are wired in such a fashion that um, we're looking for the threat. But I think that we can we can tweak that because, you know, we have these enormous frontal lobes, the executive brain, the brain that allows us um, 
to look at these patterns in our lives and assess um, whether or not this these things are working. So we'll talk about that in, in just a minute. So here's the other thing that I think I want to link into all of this. It turns out that a lot of what we're looking for in the environment comes down to judgment. All right, so let me flesh that out for you. So part of the hypervigilance is, am I doing enough? Am I making enough? Am I strong enough? Am I loving enough? Am I cute enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I thin enough? Am I quiet enough? Oh my God, we've talked about all of those things. Am I good enough? Am I being the good girl? Am I being a good wife, a mother, a worker, or whatever? And, you know, part of that we say is just part of being a woman, but I think it comes back to that hypervigilance when we're looking, when we're alarmist all the time, we're looking for that threat. It's really easy for our brain to go into that place of, am I enough? Whatever the enough is. Okay. And like, what a fascinating thing. And when you are constantly in a place where you're looking at, am I enough, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, there is always judgment with that, okay? Because you're always comparing it to somebody else. And maybe that's part of the fish flops too. Maybe the bigger fish next to us who had bigger breasts or a bigger tail or bigger eyes, somehow we perceived as being strong enough to survive the environment, what was called survival of the fittest, if we're talking about um, evolution from a science point of view. Um, I was kidding about the fish with breasts, by the way, but I hope that joke didn't get lost (laughs) totally. (laughs) Anyways, and maybe that's what we were looking at. We were assessing whether or not we measured up to that fish next to us. So there's an inherent judgment, self-judgment, when you're saying, am I enough anything? And that's part of that hypervigilant state. So it also is about what you perceive is missing. Okay. That perception of not enough means there's always got to be something missing. And so often we make it about ourselves. It's a character flaw. It's a will flaw. It's a willpower flaw. Uh, whatever it need be, but it just all feeds that stress loop. And when you feed that stress loop and the hormones of stress are constantly going, um, guess what? You, you find yourself seeking out the drama of the judgment of the alarmist state because it's familiar. And that is the number one drive we have as humans is what is familiar doesn't threaten our survival. Crazy, huh? Anyways, so I happened to attend a lecture this week uh, by Dr. John Martini. If you haven't heard of him, he's amazing. Um, and I'm about to give you some resources uh, on how to, to find him. So he talks a lot about values. In fact, he does more work on values than any other of the thought leaders that I have followed. And he's probably one I've heard speak more than any other. And um, You know, he talks about how the identity, our identity, revolves around our highest values and that 
what happens as women is that we so often are operating from values that are not our own, but that are the ideals of what our parents wanted for us, what our teachers expected us to be, what our preachers and ministers wanted us to be. Um, you know, it, it just, what society wants us to be. Oh my God, let's get into thin, pretty and quiet, right? Who is that? There's not very many women that I know. And Probably the least interesting ones I know. Sorry, I hate to say it like that, but there's a touch of judgment in there. (laughs) The very thing I'm talking about today. Anyways, um, so when we have, uh, when we when we have someone else's ideal operating in our head, the values we operate from then are not our own. And when we operate away from our highest values, we are judgmental and ungrateful. And the reason why that happens is because it is feedback from the system to return us to our to return us to our core, to get us back to operating from our highest values. Wow. So, the question is then, what do you value most highly? How do you do that process in an authentic way? And as I was just speaking about um, listening to Dr. Martini speak this week, and he, these are his ideas I'm sharing with you on values now, so I really encourage you to investigate his work. It's quite, quite, uh, quite fascinating. Anyways, um, he has a values determination process that's on his website, which I will put the link to um, on the Facebook page, okay? Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast page on Facebook, um, so that you can go and do the values determination process yourself, because I think you'll find that it's eye-opening, okay? So hopefully, there's been some good information here for you about why you do the things you do. Is that really your own true values? Are they coming from somebody else? Do you inherently judge yourself with your thoughts every day? Look, we're women. That's what we do. But here's why it happens. It's the internal fish flops. It's the hypervigilance fed by the adrenal exhaustion. And then you get the hormones in there and you're screwed. Like you literally can't have a great thought. It's no wonder we have such a tough time, especially in perimenopause. It throws you up against all the shit you haven't dealt with up until whatever part of perimenopause you're in. So I think there's some really cool ideas here, and uh, I hope you got something out of this uh, conversation today. Let's go to our action steps. Number one, be kind to yourself. Treat yourself like the child that's learning. You wouldn't give them a hard time if they didn't get it right the first time. Just say, okay, yeah, right. So that's how I used to do things. Now I know better. Now I'm going to do better. That's the best you can do. You're learning. Be kind to yourself. Maximal kindness. Reduce your stress level. Increase your self-caring level. So this is a drum I bang often with you guys, and I do it for myself too. I have to remind myself every day, less stress, more caring. It's hard. It's hard to change 40 plus years of, of, uh, of habits. You know, especially all the stuff that I learned from my mom, who was a great feminist overachiever. She'd never call herself a feminist. I know, I think I've told you that before, but 
she would never call herself that, but looking back at what others of her generation were doing, she was absolutely ahead of them. And thank God for those early feminist leaders. So number three, determine your values so you can truly operate from your heart. I think it's really probably uh, one of the most important things you can do and do on a, on a fairly regular basis is look at what it is that makes you who you are. What is it that allows you to uh, feel alive? What are the things that you're passionate about? Um, and again, the, the, the best way to do that, Dr. Martini has a book called The Values Factor, which you can purchase on Amazon, um, or certainly I'll leave you the link for his website on the Facebook page so that, um, so that you can go yourself and it stores it all online and you can do your own values determination system. And it's, it's pretty cool stuff, actually. I like it a lot. So um, for the amazing authors and speakers that I have um, referenced in this podcast today, please go and check them out. Um, I think there's some good opportunity there for you to hear another voice. And I thank them for helping me in my own journey. And I hope there's been something great today. By the way, don't forget to check out our uh, Facebook Live, uh, 1130 Mountain Standard Time on Tuesday morning. Um, I'll go live long enough to answer a few questions just before I start seeing patients on Tuesday morning. And um, if you want to pre-submit your questions, you can do so at drlovely at drlovely.expert. That's my email address. Uh, You can also send them through the website drlovely.expert or go to the Facebook page and drop me a message there. Facebook page is at Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast on Facebook. So everybody have a great week. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something great out of today. Take care. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your healthcare provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.